How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Here we go. Yes, sir. All right. It's Denver's home for today's comedy. Comedy 1031 is Big Mike and his studio. Uh, we have a man who's here this weekend at Comedy Works downtown. I mean... Actor, mm-hmm. writer, mm-hmm. TV, she- TV show host, mm-hmm. and, and and this weekend he's he's doing the stand up thing right here in Denver, Colorado. I'd like to welcome Josh Wolf. What's up, man? Hey. Did, did I miss anything on there? Um, well, I, let me ask you something before I answer that. Yeah, yeah. Are you the only person? Am I the only person that if I see Purell in front of me, I just have to put some in my hand? You know, you got to. It's such a cool, soothing feeling. I just don't know. I don't even know what it is. Like, I don't feel like my hands are dirty, but if I just see it on a counter or like at the yeah, bank yeah, yeah, yeah. or wherever, or you're at it, I'm just like, you, well, if it's there, I mean. Well, you assume if it's there, there must be a reason it's yeah, there. Yeah, like if it's there, like. This must be a dirty place. Yeah, like they're saying, <laughs> hey, that last guy, not you, not you, but the last guy. Yeah. You don't want to know who's been sitting in that seat right there. You'd wash your hands too. Dude, you don't think that's why I have, I put it in my hands. Like, I know comedians. Yeah, yeah. I don't, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, yeah you, sh- I would drink. You might want to pour that all over the microphone. Well, actually. I would, I'm going to drink this when, when, like, I'm definitely going to take a shot or two yeah. in the mouth real quick. That sounded dirty, but it wasn't. But yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to have a little Purell in the mouth. It's, have you ever tasted this stuff, by the way? I've, I've yet to taste Purell. You've never tasted it like um, on a dare on a on a no. goof. I would, and I wouldn't take it as a dare. So you have, I imagine. Well, I mean, not like for free, oh. <laughs> but like, uh, are I, you are you offering money up right now? I'm wondering how much it would take for you to eat a dollop of Purell. I mean, throwing I mean, what, throwing offer at me. We're gonna have we're gonna have to define dollop. I guess question number one is: Did you you obviously survived your experience with it? Yeah, it's not great. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Like yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not great. Like, okay, because knowing how ungrade it is, uh, I would offer up a certain amount of money that you would think, man, this dude's dumb. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. <laughs> and then you're gonna be like, man, that was not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I should have took more. As great as that, <laughs> as great as it feels when you put it on your hands, I don't know if I want to feel that going all the way down my esophagus. No, 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 no. There's a reason that it yeah. probably says on here, don't eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, usually most of the things that you don't need most of the things you don't need a sign that says don't eat yeah yeah yeah. but i honestly would say the purell would be one of them yes <laughs> because it doesn't look terrible right and it kind of smells like you know like um those really extreme mouth strip mints right right, right, right. where you put it on your tongue you're like Ooh, my, my breath is gonna be fresh for five years Hell yeah. you know what i mean you're like but so it seems like this could be that it's and, antibacterial. Yeah, in theory, it yeah. cleans. Yeah. And for those of us who aren't that smart, we don't know like why that would. It says refreshing gel. Why wouldn't it be? It, great? It's like a vaccination shot. You know, it it might hurt for a little while, but in the long run, it's gonna do you very well. Yeah, and it says kills more than ninety nine point nine nine percent of germs. 
We, you, listen, you don't think I want to go germ-free in my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> I totally want to go germ-free in my mouth. It doesn't leave the percentage of how my, how many people it might kill if you drink enough of it. But, well, uh, yeah. it also doesn't say, you know, when it says germs, good germs, too. Like, yeah, you probably It kills every living, everything that's living in your mouth, including <laughs> your gums and your tongue and your the, taste The bacteria buds. that helps you digest won't yeah, exist anymore. Yeah, that so, stuff. Yeah. Like, but it'll be clean, man. And for the right amount of money, it might be not worth it <laughs> yeah yeah i would suggest people that i now that i'm trying to think the i ate a cockroach once okay um that was on tv that was like um i was hosting a show uh i used to host a live show uh, you ever heard of that show called naked after dark uh-huh. i mean naked yeah, naked afraid you did naked after dark afterwards. I, did, I did naked after dark and we did it live and we did it with the contestants mm. so I got to ask them all the questions that you wanted. You know, it was, it was really very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but some of them were interesting people, uh, yeah. dude. But, <laughs> but on one of the shows, I was like, I, you know, when we were talking about what we're going to do, I go, I should eat whatever they ate to survive. Yeah. You know, I should have the option. So they bring out. You're a host that c- commits to the, to the hosting. Oh, dude. If I told you some of the stuff that I did. <laughs> Uh, but so I was like, okay, what are the options? So the options were uh, maggots. Okay. And the and the guy brought out a huge tray. Maggots, these big blue caterpillars that looked like they should have come out of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you looked like they were about to sprout some wings and some gold was going to come off the wings. And I've learned that usually the bright, colorful ones are the ones you want to stay away from. Well, also, I said, what's the deal with this one? This one looks delicious. Like It looks like a gummy worm. And, and I'll just I'll <laughs> pop an edible and I'll just eat my gummy worm. You know what I mean? And the guy was like, "Well, how are you? Uh, how are you with like uh, texture?" I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "That's gonna explode in your mouth." Uh, and I said, "What?" I go, "He goes, it's filled with goo." Uh, yeah, yeah. He said, "So like it's gonna be like biting into a really thick, uh, like a smaller egg roll filled with jelly." <laughs> and I was like, "No way." <laughs> But the, th- the third one was a cockroach. Now, I just, for whatever reason, to me, maggot, maggot signifies disgusting more than cockroach. Yeah. Do you go, do you buy death that? Death and, yeah, you don't, do you death don't buy that? And... Do you buy maggot over cockroach? No. Oh, no, I don't. I mean, I think a cockroach, I think like Indiana Jones, Temple of June, you know, yeah. just some crunch and, you know. So it was like, it was one of those big old ones. Yep. And uh, the guy was like, okay, I go, I'm, I, just so you know, when I, this was before the show, I go, I'm going to eat the cockroaches. Now, so are these living? Are these oh, dead? Live, are these live. Co- oh, okay? Live. So it was me, uh, Michelle Beetle. Great I, name. I, do you know Michelle Beetle? Well, I just, just the fact that you're about That's to eat funny. a beetle. I just, you know. Michelle Beetle, uh, she's the woman on Sports Nation. Okay. She uh, it does all the NBA stuff for ESPN. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had asked her to come on the show, and then it was the two contestants and the bug guy. Yeah. So I was like, all right, everybody, we're going to eat a cockroach. And. Uh, I bite into it, and you know, you ever heard of freshen up gum? Yeah. You know how it just explodes in your mouth for a second? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of, <laughs> I shot it, and I, I I chewed it up real quick, and I swallowed it down. And uh, Did you just go right forward, or did you take a minute? Did you, did you have to like kind of- no, no, It's like jumping out of a plane, dude. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you just got to jump out of the plane. Yeah, yeah. But if you think- if you're in the plane, you look down, and you think that looks like a long way down. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna do it. You yeah. just gotta jump. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you bungee jump, you just gotta jump. So you can't stare at the cockroach. It's not gonna get 
any better. Right. Your brain isn't going to somehow convince you, oh, no, this is totally cool. Totally cool. Was this a double bite of cockroach or was this a, a single? What's that length I'm talking? Does that look like three inches? Well, for me, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me, you, that looks like eight inches, but that's three inches. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, right, so I bite it down, choo-choo, swallow. And then uh, I show that there's nothing in my mouth. When I opened my mouth, Beetle, she gagged it up a little bit, but I couldn't believe she did it. I did it. I, I was calling her a wuss as a joke. I didn't yeah, think she'd yeah, actually yeah. do it. She, it was, she was so ballsy to do it. And then the two people in the show ate it down, the bug guy ate it down. Right, right, right. And then uh, after the show, the guy says to me, he goes, whew, I forgot to tell you something. And I go, what? He goes, I forgot to tell you, it's really important to make sure that you kill the cockroach in your mouth. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, he goes, you know, what can happen is these cockroaches are so big. He said, you ever cut a cockroach in half? I go, yeah, the top half lives. He goes, right. He said, if you just cut the cockroach in half, on the way down your throat, I've seen it happen that the cockroach is still alive. It just grabs out and holds with both sides and yeah. the people choke and die. And I was like, you didn't want to tell me <laughs> before, like before we did that on live TV. And he was like, well, I wasn't sure if you were going to do it. If I told you before, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but I would have had like to know that there was an option of death. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I would have chewed it three more times is all I'm saying. I think somebody told him before telling you like, look, this is an opportunity for Don't some big ratings. This, <laughs> this could, this could be a t great TV moment. On another one of the live shows I did for discovery. I did it on shark week. Uh -huh. I did a show called shark after dark. Which You're like the king of the after the late night, like afterwards TV show specials. I mean, look at I, that. I did it for Discovery for a couple years. I did it for most of their shows. But the, I love live. Mm -hmm. I always told people, man, there's something about live that even when nothing goes wrong, there's a different energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a different energy. And when something does go wrong, the audience loves it. The people at home love it. You know what it was like? Do you ever watch The, Sop the Sopranos? Mm-hmm. Okay. A long time ago, yeah. Okay, so The Sopranos... What made it great is that they showed the brutality. Right. And and when people died, they died horrifically. Right? Didn't pull, Just, any, didn't pull any punches. But people didn't die all the time. Mm. But you were always on the edge of your seat that somebody could die. Because mm. when they died, they died suddenly and violently. Mm. Well, it's the same idea with live TV. If, if something weird happened to every show, it wouldn't be a big deal. But if something weird happens every once in a while, it keeps people on the edge of the seat looking around for something to happen. Now, most TV networks are scared of live TV, and for good reason. Yeah, yeah. Because they never know what's going to happen. <clears throat> and when you have a comedian hosting, I, I don't. I, I forgot to ask you at the beginning of this show if I could swear, but I've had to censor myself like 30 times. Right, right. right? right. So, you know, for if you have somebody who hasn't done radio or hasn't done live TV, it can get... Dicey, we were talking about on the ride over here, there are certain stations that won't have comedians in just because they don't want to take the risk. Yeah. And I get it. I totally get it. So, but on, Dis on the Discovery one, the other thing we did once after Shark After Dark, we had a guy come on who, and you can see he has these body suits. You can see him online where he puts his arm in shark's mouths. Yeah. And they shake him about and it doesn't pierce the suit. Now, it ripped the, his arm out of his socket oh. because it's a shark. Yeah. But, so we wanted to test it on our show. So I had one of the guys, one of my friends from The, the Walking Dead, a guy named Michael Cutlets. He played uh, Abraham on the show. Okay. He came on and stabbed me right above the heart. 
Uh, and you can find that online. Uh, probably Josh Wolf, Shark After Dark. You're, you're lucky he just by instinct he didn't go for the head because you know, he's he got right? people in the head. Like. I will tell you, dude, he did it hard enough where the knife bent. He stabbed me once and I go, let's do it a little harder. And he stabbed me again. And it's one of the reasons I think the network liked me is because they knew that for me, once I was in the moment, same thing with the cockroach, uh, anything goes. Let's make the best TV we can make. And he stabbed me that last one where the knife bent, dude, into a C. Yeah. You can see my face on the clip because I could, f- yeah, it didn't pierce the skin, yeah. but it went, th- the knife, the blunt force went through my muscle. Like, oh. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. But it was brutal. And then Josh McDermott, who's a comic, mm-hmm. who's on that show, broke this dude's hand with an ice pick, <laughs> but didn't. You can see that, dude. That clip online too is amazing because you can see it he starts to really he's doing that russian thing yeah, yeah. through the fingers <laughs> and you can see it when he hits the dude's hand hard with an ice pick didn't break the skin so the suit works but you could see where he broke his hand uh. he, his face just went <gasps> and we were all like oh no am i next <laughs> wait a second he just did something bad just hopefully happened. there are a lot of disclaimers signed or whatever before before the show great television <laughs> it was great television there was one uh, clip on from that from that show where Ter- I interviewed Tara Reid and her brain broke on TV. <laughs> I asked her. She said she was sitting there. She was promoting Sharknado and she was like, um, "So I, I when I came on the show, I didn't want to sound stupid, so I googled, I googled shark, and then I googled whale shark because I thought that's when a whale and a shark had sex." <laughs> And everyone was looking at each other like, "Oh no, okay." And she was like, "But it turns out sharks and and whales are both mammals, so they can't have sex together." And but you don't want that double mammal. Oh and oh and then she was like, "But who has sex with dolphins?" And we were all looking around like, (laughs) "But but uh, uh, it's a great clip. It's one of my favorite things." And I think it really probably helped with Sharknado. Like it helped our show. It helped our show tremendously yeah because almost every radio station in the country called me the next day like what happened to her but i wouldn't uh (laughs) i was like i don't know i think she just uh opened her mouth like i don't think anything happened to her i'm I'm proud of her for putting in the effort to learn amazing she was the best guest we'd ever had we asked her back the next year she was she crushed it we have a Josh Wolf in studio. He's at Comedy Works downtown this weekend. So obviously, you know, we're talking about some of your TV gigs, but this weekend you're hitting the stage doing yeah. stand up, and you know, obviously with that you did a lot of the live aspect of it. So sometimes people will do TV shows, and you have to wait for it to be released or whatever. You you had that reaction, but what what is it about stand up that you like going back to and you know hitting the hitting the road? Well, if you can't tell just by me sitting here, you know, clean it. Um, if you can't tell just from me sitting here. Everybody, sorry. Um, if we got some Purell right if, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just Purell it. If you can't tell from me sitting here, I, I'm I like I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I like telling stories. Um, and so I, and because of that, like sometimes, well, sometimes I I can tell an entire act of, of an hour of just stories about my kids. Mm-hmm. And so last weekend I did an hour of what my special is gonna be. And then at my at my Saturday early show, and then my Saturday late show, I did a different hour. Oh wow! I didn't mention the kids once. Two two different shows. Two different shows. So like sometimes if I know people are coming to the early show, like uh, and they're friends of mine, and they're like, "We're gonna stay," I'll do a different. And and like Saturday, I might do I might run my hour, 
Um, and when I say run my hour, I'm, I'm working on this hour. Um, that is, what I love about it is, it starts with one story and it ends with the same story. Mm. So what I wanted it to be was, you know, you, ever, you know, Birbiglia does those one-person shows, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted it to have a feel of, oh, this is one piece, but more stand-up than Birbiglia is, is a little more theatrical, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's stand-up, but it's one, it's it it's one story, right, right. And so um, that I, I'm just working that through right now. Last weekend I did it uh, twice, standing ovation, which was I don't. I haven't. I'm not used to that. Like I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not a, the standing yoga. I'm not the guy who posted on Instagram. Another standing yoga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more like, hey, there weren't that many empty seats. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but you know what's weird, man? Um, you know, I feel like the Chelsea lately brand branded me a certain type of comic, mm. and uh, it's not. That's not who I am, and I'm not. That's not. I'm not bagging the brand at all. Right, right, right. But it's interesting to me. Like you know, my social media following is 79 percent women. I couldn't be more. I'm not a misogynist comic at all, but I couldn't be more have a dude feel. Yeah. But bros don't come to my show, right? The bros that do come come back, yeah, because they're like, oh yeah, we, this is it, yeah, this is what we like that, you know what I mean? But it's uh, those are the guys that are walking sh- sh- shark after dark, and, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to get them now that like I've done a bunch of stuff on Fighter and the Kid and on Joey Diaz's podcast mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but. uh yeah, so you know that early show. Well, where can all the bros find you on, on Twitter? Where, where, at where Josh they... Wolf Comedy. Okay. Oh, and I'm doing. I do a podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. called yep. Prince and the Wolf, mm-hmm. which is, dude, he's got the best stories. <laughs> and his the stories about his dad are like, and you know, uh, are you a comedy uh, nerd at all? Yeah, I love comedy. So do you? I mean, do you have you ever watched any old Freddie Prince? The, the oh yeah, his dad. Uh huh. God, I mean, look, and it's and it's kid with the movies, yeah, yeah, and in WWE and yeah, all the stuff he's done. Uh, there. He yeah, yeah, loves yeah. WWE. Yeah, man. we had this talk the other day because you know he is schooling me a little bit on it. But we had this talk the other day about who I I was like, who do you think the best managers of all time are? You know, and he's like, you got to be good on the mic. Uh, You've got to be good on the mic to be a manager. And I still and I was like, for me, the best of all time is still Captain Lou. Like, mm-hmm. was there anybody better? And he was like, nah. Captain Lou's the best mm-hmm. of all. Are you a wrestling guy? Oh, huge wrestling guy. Would you say Captain WrestleMania Lou is this weekend? Would you say Captain Lou is the best of all time? I mean, I, I think even though he's more recent, Paul Heyman, the guy who started oh, ECW, yeah. Wasn't is, Paul is Heyman like with the Undertaker, right? He's with uh, Brock Lesnar, who's this weekend. Brock Lesnar's facing Bill Goldberg in WrestleMania. Who's so. the guy who was the Undertaker? Paul Bear. Paul Bear. Paul Bear. Right. Paul Bear was a classic too, and he, he I mean, he just had that high pitched voice. Yeah, 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 he was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and Freddie used to write for WWE. Yeah, I, I he is some fascinating stories. I'm telling you guys, like the the thing about Freddie and my podcast, like so Freddie is a Star Wars he, he, uh, comic book mm. nerd, like nerd nerd. He's on Twitch, like his Twitch account is massive. He's yeah, a huge yeah. gamer. He's got he had a he's had a best selling cookbook. Um, he and. He, I mean, dude, like nerdy, nerd, nerd, and we're both dads. But he's also a comedy nerd. Like he knows deep stuff. Mm. But so he can talk about anything. And fighting, he's like a Golden Gloves boxer, and he's oh, a geez. brown belt in jujitsu. Plus, he's got you know he's married right. to Sarah Michelle Gellar, so he's got some really cool stories about Hollywood now and Hollywood then. The podcast is like, it's and it's blowing up. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, well, when I, you can get two people that could tell great stories together, dude, I, mean, I got to imagine it's it's a great combination. I'm telling you, and I'm not going to tell any of his stories on here, but mm-hmm. some of his stories about his dad and the stories that people tell him about his dad are like. And then you know, this week we talked about. I asked him. I said, you know, did every script come across your desk? And he was like, yeah, yeah. In the '90s, he was like, all the teen scripts came across yeah. my desk. And I go, I asked him. I go, what what role? If you could have picked any role, like around that time where you were like, man, I I wanted to do that. And um, he was like, you know what? It would have been what was that one Val Kilmer did where he was super smart? Uh, I I can't remember the name. Uh, genius, real gen, real genius, real geniuses or something. Real, like that. real genius, super genius, <laughs> something genius. He's gonna kill me because this is one of the things that he. Gets on me about yeah, I can't yeah. remember Like I do a lot of Doug Love it movies was the, It was the 90s Real Genius I think it was called Val <laughs> Kilmer yeah, Genius was, Wasn't it Real Genius Yeah Genius Guy Genius Man It was called Real Genius Real yeah, Genius Yeah, yeah. 19, 1985 Thank the year, you The year of my birth So he said He was like Yeah man And he goes It was before my time A little bit But if I could have played Because we were talking about I I wondered out loud Why The Great teen movies were in the eighties, some nineties, but mm. we they just aren't here now. Mm. Like nobody's writing John Hughes type great teen anthems. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I'm trying to think. Maybe Super Bad is the last one I can think of that really that yeah, wasn't yeah. a romance. That was like you know what I mean? Just a kid, kid, kids going through. I mean, yeah, because I mean, Super Bad was great. I mean, I can't think of it. Can you think of anything after Superbad? Uh, nothing recently, no. I mean, because like, Michael Sarah grew up too quick. Oh, he grew up like that. Yeah, he grew up. Uh, maybe <laughs> Juno, but Juno was also adult. Yeah, and I think that was before Superbad, wasn't it? Yeah, it feels uh, like it. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it. But it, it, but no, like Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. No, no uh, restaurant scenes with Anthony Michael Hall from Weird Science. Well, it, 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 I'm sure they, they, they I'm sure the they telephone? might exist, but it's like you know. Things that stand up now—it's it's so big box office now, and you know it almost you, seems like comic book movies have taken the place of that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like as you see when you watch like the Oscars. I mean, one of the running jokes for most of us was like, you probably haven't watched this movie, but here it is, best movie, that, like you know whatever. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, all the all the good quality movies. Sometimes you don't even know they exist. Well, you know what? I and I and I also go like I understand that, but I also like once, and I think I, I think Howard Stern is talked about this a little bit but i couldn't agree more like what listen the avengers the age of ultron made a lot of money mm-hmm. you just want to put it up for best picture or are you just gonna tell the most of us that we're dumb yeah, yeah, yeah you know what i mean like i get manchester by the sea is a great but is he gonna nominate nine manchester by the seas there needs to be a category for these big movies i mean because that, that's why that's why the average person will watch the uh, the uh, the uh, the Academy Awards because of the host. Look, I've always said that. Like, I, and people have said, "Well, Justin Bieber sells millions of records. Does he deserve to be not?" He is nominated. Yeah, he's nominated. Like, there are tons of times that I'll 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 watch those uh, music award shows. I'm like, that's garbage. But I get it. Yeah. Forty million people downloaded it. Who? Maybe I'm the dumb one. Do you right. know what I mean? And it's mixed in a little bit. The the poppy. 
broad uh, appeal to everybody's stuff is mixed in with like a Sturgill Simpson or somebody mm-hmm. that you know what I mean. Yeah. But in the movies, it's all eight, oh, eight people saw that. Yeah, unless unless you're like a movie like Star Wars that has a lot of graphics, so you can get a gra- you know Dude, a, it took Lord a, a special of the Rings, effects. The third one, yeah, you've made eight billion dollars. I guess we have to recognize yeah. <laughs> that you might be okay. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. and like horror movies, they need to have a horror movie category. Horror movies, horror oh, horror, horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the AVN awards. The, the, the AVN awards are taking care of the horrors. I'm talking about horror movies. Like there's no horror category. Man. I agree. They should. You know what? But you're right, man. Like, but so what they're not doing is now they've added like a, Golden Globes have added comedy. But I am so you ask anybody. Okay, let me just. I know you're putting on your jacket, so we got to go. But let me just say this: What's harder, acting or comedy? Comedy. And I'm gonna tell somebody. Somebody asked me the other day, who do you think uh, in an interview? They were like, who's the like the hottest, best, most brilliant 25 year old comedian? I said that person doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Comedy is too hard. There have been people who won Oscars as, as as teenagers. There are musicians that hit huge at 21. Find me the 25-year-old genius comedian. It doesn't exist because yeah. what we do, I'm not saying it's harder, but man, you got to put a lot. There's it, a different is a different time period that you have to put in and a different set of experience you have to have. If you find a genius comedian under the age of 30, that person is a unicorn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, if they exist, they're probably doing open mics at the moment. Yeah. And they're probably, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, trying to get their way in or doing a YouTube channel. Right, because think yeah. about the youngest huge comic we have. Now, I think Michael Shea has got to be probably, but he's not massive, but he but because mm-hmm. of SNL. Uh, maybe a couple of the YouTube kids, yeah, yeah. but they're not great comics. Yeah, yeah. They might sell a couple tickets. But they're not great comics. Do you yeah, know and what I mean, mean and, and young. I mean, I gotta, I gotta think about young because I, in my head, I think as as and Zari. But I mean, he, tell he, me the five in, best comics in the in the world right now. For the you, five best. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I think Louis C.K. is awesome. Bill Mid, Burr, mid forties, almost yeah. fifty. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the great ones like that. I mean, have been have coming be. here. Comedy works for you know decades, right, and, right, and right, all that. Right, and so right. yeah, but yeah, it's they're all you know been around the game for a while. Yeah, and so, so you got a two year window. Yeah, and then you're too old. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix is here for you now. The Netflix has put his specials on. We've got Josh Wolf. Hey man, it's been great chopping up with you. you. He's going to be at Comedy Works downtown. He's got a whole bunch of stories like that. And, and like you said, sometimes the show are different. So buy like four of his shows this weekend. Buy, go go to all four. Uh, yeah, they're, we're going to do a bunch of uh, different. We're going to do this special at one show. I think Saturday early. We'll probably do a completely different hour Saturday late, and then uh, depending on what Friday late looks like. I may just try a bunch of new material. There you go. Josh Wolf, thank you so much for making time for Thanks, us, man. Dude. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.